you like some shitty players to podcast about a game they're not good at? What's up, DigiDestin? Thank you for listening to the Security Check Digimon TCG podcast. Make sure to join the Cataclysmic Cardboard Discord server via the link in the description. And now, let's jump into the digital world. So, we had our first ever uh, Cataclysmic Cardboard uh, win-a-box tournament. And we are privileged enough to have our winner with us tonight, uh, Mega Sweaty Man. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I didn't so, know that uh, was the part where I talked, so I paused. No, no. But yeah, 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 that's me. I'm here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, get into the interview. We had a good little turnout. We had 10 originally sign up, and then uh, ended up only being... Uh, seven of us eight of us so it was it was a solid seven of us it was a solid little tournament for our first tournament i thought it was pretty good but um so uh why don't you give us a little introduction to yourself and you know how you started into the tcg universe oh man all right yeah mega sweaty man um so i actually haven't been playing card games that long at all I didn't start playing until I think it was like 2015. So it was when I moved to Tennessee. Uh, I'm I'm from Alabama. But yeah, so I haven't been playing that long. But my one of my good friends, he was a Yu-Gi-Oh player. And uh, we were just at the house hanging out. And he's like, have you ever played Yu-Gi-Oh? I was like, I mean, I watched the TV show, you know, as a kid, but no. And he showed it to me. And I just got really, uh, really invested in card games at that point, you know. I uh, played it for a few years, and then Dragon Ball Super came out shortly after, and I loved Dragon Ball, so I was all about it, and then Digimon came out, and that was one I was super into as a kid, was Digimon, and here I am now, spending way too much money on card games. <laughs> for sure, but it, it'll it'll pay off. You're having a lot of fun with it, and um, so what did you pilot? What did you bring to lay the smackdown uh on the members of the discord what deck did you pilot during it oh i played bellstar mon uh yeah i love that deck ever since that deck got revealed god like what's it are we on bt10 i think it was like four sits ago Mm -hmm. i think she came out in bt6 uh i've loved that deck it's still one of my favorites it's like light swarms from Yu-Gi-Oh. it's just it's so fun to play and uh i i it's one of my old faithful i think i've kept this deck built and just kept updating it as the sits have came by just i was like oh that's a seven cost option card what does it do mm, about that let's slide this into bellstar and see if i can abuse it <laughs> it's your tyrannomon <laughs> yeah that's fair <laughs> it's like he's, he's uh so what is the whole goal like what what is uh uh bill star what did what does she do like what is the deck's purpose like what's its you know actual staple uh so bell star she's the monster she's the boss right there right um yeah i was right it is bt6 I'm, i got the deck open right now looking at it because i'm gonna Double. be real i'm gonna miss say it and i'm gonna look Double like a diamond. real nerd when people listen to this and they're like wow he has no clue what he's talking about <laughs> and they're accurate <laughs> so Bellstar, her ability says for every seven cost option card or three musketeer cards you have in your trash, 
you can reduce her play cost by one. So if I have 12 in the trash between three Musketeers and option cards, she's free to play. And her on-play effect is I get to return one option card with a memory cost of seven from my grave back to my hand, and then I can play a seven-cost option card for free. So and uh, I, so the whole purpose of the deck, the theme around it right now, I think in this meta, it's the best way to stop most of these decks is cards like Kokaitis Breath and Metal Storm. Because most decks are like, yeah, cool, kill me. I have material save. I'm just going to save my pieces and do it twice. But, you know, that's why I thought, you know, Kokaitis Breath, Metal Storm, they're like, no, you're not. It's just going to go to your hand. And so, you know, it sits them back because if their pieces aren't under their tamers, they just can't abuse the system as bad as if I just killed it, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, that hurts That hurts everybody because, you know, like if you're crossing, like even, you know, other purple players, like you, if you, it's in your hand, you're not playing it from your trash. You can't be a good, ac- a good trash panda and use, use the weapons you have. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, I do. And so many decks in this format and the previous format have been big stack decks. You know, like if yep. you played Magic, it's Voltron decks, right? Alpha mm-hmm. Mon is what we were talking about earlier. Black War, Greymon, War Great X, Melga, all those just for names, you know? Yeah. Randis. You know, they have like a stack of like six cards to seven cards under them guaranteed, right? You know? So they're swinging thinking they're going to break all five shields. The first card they hit a Kokaitis Breath. Ooh, sad day. You just yep. lost two level fives, level sixes, you know, all the level fours and threes below, you know? So it just sits them back so many turns that they invested in this one stack that by the time they come back, I've already been pickpoking with my little guys, you know, chiseling away your life. I'm just going to have it all the time in the world to build myself back up to keep that advantage rolling, you know? And oh, yeah. uh, it's and it's like, you know, there's cheeky cards in here, you know, like uh, Genkaku Promote. You know, the combo with Bellstar is when Bellstar is free or at least one or two, you can play Nailbone, which lets you play Genkaku Promote from the trash for free. And Genkaku has Rush. So it's like a free quick swing for game, you know? Like, uh, I think I did it against Hagi. Um, where I was just like, cool, Bellstar's free. He's like, okay. I was like, Bellstar, Nailbone, Swing, Genkaku. It died. And I was like, sweet. Bellstar again, Nailbone again, Genkaku again, Swing. You know, and that's just how I, I just chiseled away as many times as I could, you know. It's uh, funny It's funny you mentioned, like, how well she does against the big stack decks because, you know, when BT6, you know, Double Diamond launched, um, I was playing Agubond and everything at that time. So I think, you know, that those boards were a little bit more because you were applying the early pressure with like the promo uh, Greymons that, you know, on his actual ability, he gets plus one security. So like your board was a little bit wider. So it's like, I feel like that's why she's able to shine. Like you said in this, because if you're just building that huge stack, there's probably no other bodies. Like I might have, like I play War Grey X. So I probably only have like maybe an Agumon that, you know, the searcher Agumon, something like that. There's yeah. nothing, there's nothing really on my board. <laughs> so it's like, once you kill, you know, 
War Gray X, it's like, oh no. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting back a few turns, right? Because most yes. of the time, when you push it out of the back zone, that's when you make your mega. Yeah. That means I have like two turns solid before I have to be afraid of that mega again. Mm-hmm. And you know, as far as like, you know, how you're saying like the little decks and stuff like that. And that's the cool versatility I think about Bellstar. Like, there's a card in that you run called Gwalt Swarmer, which oh, yep. deletes. Yeah, it deletes all Digimon with play cost or seven or less. Well, so, like, people that play the Gammon Rush, you know, Crossheart, stuff like that. Blue Flare, it hits Blue Flare because it's Metal Grace seven, you know, and uh, it just hits the whole board. You know, you swing wide. Like, if you commit too much, you know, it can bite you in the butt because Bellstar is like, I'll give you 10. I have no care in the world. I'll sit you all the way to 10 if I can wipe your whole board. I don't care. <laughs> Death X for 11 before just to get rid of your whole board. I'm good with it. See, and that makes a lot of sense too because new players coming in the game, you know, the memory gauge is what's so cool, but like you can have all the memory in the world and sometimes it's actually hurtful because um, if you give like 10 memory, like you said, if your board's wiped, it doesn't matter because Digimon, um, you know, your drawing capabilities and stuff, and if you just spent all your resources into a big stack or going wide either way, your hand's probably depleted unless you're playing like blue or something that, you know, allows you to draw, you know, more effectively. So me being a red player, especially sometimes I can get as low as like before, you know, the X antibodies, sometimes I would only have two or three cards in hand. So it's like yeah. you, you, you can clearly see that it's like, okay, he's against ropes because red doesn't have very good draw power at all. So yeah. yeah, not unless you're swinging. Yeah, yeah, the only time you get to draw a lot is when you swing. Uh, no, I agree with you. Yeah, that's exactly my mentality when I do that. Uh, and my thought process all the way is just like, okay, you're gonna commit way too much to try to sit up for the next turn to kill me. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna punish you. You know, I'm just gonna blow up the whole board. Sure, I gave you ten, but nothing in your deck has rush, so yeah. I don't die that turn. You know. I just have to sit back up all over again. Like Death X, it's so, it feels so good when you play it on somebody who's overextended, but it feels so bad having it played on you when you've overextended. <laughs> yes. So I just, uh, and Death X, I think Death X is one of those cards that I don't see staying at four for much longer. I see it going to one. Uh, I just think it's too abusive right now. Oh, for, well, we've talked about it multiple times just in our short little run of the podcast that because uh, I hadn't played a lot in, you know, the Death X meta, really. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm calling it that because, you know, it's it's his reign as of right now. But I agree with you. I think it's going to be like um, pretty sick to see it go to one just because it will still be a very useful card. It's yes. still going to be good. It will not kill it. But knowing it's... I like in card games, like knowing your opponent's deck helps a lot in your matchups, you know, knowing your matchup. So knowing like if you get rid of this one death X, like um, that's literally why I started running when I was running Jelly Force when I first tested. I was like, I'm running Kakata's Breath. I'm running Rattlestar. I'm running these cheaper option cards when Kakata's isn't cheap, but it's got no Digivolution sources. So I know like I even started running Kumamons and Kakakorimons. Kinkakumons, but anyway, just to get rid of that, so I knew I could put it at the bottom of the deck, and I'm like, okay, I'm safe. Unless they can draw their whole deck, <laughs> like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly right, yeah. 
just uh, you said it the best just then, like knowing your opponent's deck really helps you win games. Like if, if you know your opponent's deck, even I'd say the same, if not better than your opponent, you can anticipate, hey, if I played this, this is how I would respond. Hey, if I did it this way, can they commit? How bad can this backfire on me, you know? And that's kind of the way I play in every format, no matter what deck I play in Digimon. is like, I think in myself, in my head, okay, so I have this deck, I've played this deck. If I played this card, I, there's a good chance that this option card that completely, you know, destroys me is probably in this deck. So do they have it? And it just leaves it up to the, you know, RNG gods. You better have it. You know, if you don't, I win. If you got it, well, you know, screw me. I just kind of shot myself in the foot. Oh, man, I agree with that 100%. But um, so what, uh, if you don't mind spilling the tea, uh, you got your, you're, you're in nationals. You're going to, you're going to nationals. So are you running this at nationals? A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm playing this at Nats. Um, the only way I won't play this at Nats is if they make uh black or gray legal. Like um, if BT 11 comes out, I'm going to play black or gray Mon. the new X antibody stuff for it. I think it's disgusting. It that is. option card shouldn't <laughs> exist in any form whatsoever. Um, tamer hate already black war gray scary when you make him because he's going to pop your tamer or your digimon equal to seven and just the fact that that option card does it more on crack and then you just make x antibody on top of him and it still punishes even more that's just uh icing on the cake you know um so if they make that legal i'll probably play black war gray x antibody but if they don't uh yeah 100 percent Bell Star all the way. I think right now the worst matchup that I could possibly have, and I don't even think it's a bad matchup. I just think I have to play it smarter and more cautiously is Blue Flare. And that's simply because Blue Flare can go off so fast. And I don't yeah. even care about stunning because most of the time the way I'm killing you is I'm chipping away. I'm playing a Digimon in the back row. I'm pushing it forward. I'm making an Eismon or a Dobermon on top of it, and I'm swinging into your shields, right? And um, it's just when they make metal, I have to make sure Psychmon's on the board. So they have to commit way more memory than they wanted to just to stall me by stunning. And if they give me five memory, I'm, I laugh. I'm like, cool, I'm just going to hard slam an option card, which puts it in the trash, puts you to like one or two, maybe three if you have the tamer, you know? And yeah. it just, it's, it's, but Psychmon also hurts me because it says all turns. So I can't make Bellstar as long as Psychmon's on the board or Death X. So that's why I kind of think it's cool because, you know, on your turn, I keep Psychmon active. On my turn, I digivolve over it into Eismon or Dobermon or Ogremon and I just swing. And then if it dies, I'll play Bellstar, play Nailbone, and bring it right back for your turn, you know? So I try to play that way around it, but Blue Flare is probably my worst matchup possible. And, and I just have to open up perfectly to win. And if I even mess up once, I don't know how I can beat it. It's just too aggressive. How much Blue Flare do you think will be there? I think it'll well, have a pretty good showing. Uh, it's blue hybrid just with 
Digimon, you know, instead of yeah. tamer jumpers, it's crossing jump, it's crossing attackers, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think Blue Flare is going to be the most represented blue deck at Nats. Um, even after BT11, I think Blue Flare will be the most represented blue deck. Of course, you're still going to have your Imperial Dramon, which is blue green. It's never going away. That deck's never no. getting bad. They no. just keep giving more stuff. You know, like the new tamers that are coming out in the future sets. Um, Examon, I think, is going to be there because it's blue green, and Examon's just if he gets it on the board, turn three, you're just staring at it for a minute. Like, how do I get rid of this level seven that goats me every turn? Yep. And if I tap and it dies, I lose the security, right? How am I killing it? <laughs> um, so that hurts. And then I just I think it's gonna be if BT11 is legal, I think most of the Nats is going to consist of Black War Gray, Security Control, you know, Blue Flare, uh, Yellow Hybrid, the Venus Loop. I think that's yep. still going to be there. Uh, security Control, like a Fawny Loop and stuff like that. Until they get rid of Chaos Degradation, uh, I don't see Security Control going anywhere because that card is still just an answer to everything it, it really is it answers like every uh pretty yeah. much play you can come up with because yeah, it doesn't delete you it doesn't re it doesn't remove you from the game it doesn't bounce to your hand it doesn't bounce to the bottom so like the only way it doesn't kill you is if the card specifically says i'm not affected by option cards <laughs> and nope. so um, there's very limited number of cards in this game right now that says hey I'm unaffected. Otherwise, it's touching you and it's going to your shields no matter what. It's gone. And so Chaos Deg is just it's it is a gross card. I say this all the time to my the team that I play on, my friends, everybody. I'm like, Chaos Deg needs to go to one. <laughs> it it just does. I I think that's something Digimon definitely needs to get into is the limit one or the limit like in Yu-Gi-Oh, like there's a limit two certain things you know like i think we're reaching the waters especially once we get into ex4 uh, oh, God, i think yeah. we'll have we'll have enough cards to where we can re i think that door should be opened yeah where yeah i mean you, you're saying it i agree 100 percent. yeah i think semi-limited is something that bandai needs to look into because yes. i would argue death x could go to semi-limited and be put at two chaos mm -hmm. deck could be put to two Holy Wave could be put to two. two. Yep. Yeah, and but I don't those think those are two cards I was thinking deck. of. Yeah, and I don't think it would kill the deck. I think honestly, if I play Security Control, so if you put Chaos Deck, Death X, and Holy Wave to two each, I would just substitute like two Tactical Retreats. I'd probably put in two Defeats, and then I would probably either run two more Wyvern's Breath or the new. Um, eight cost option card the one that says if you're at three you get to do both put one into security and next something by 13k it's solid yellow um i don't have my deck one is, is it is it the one that uh is it the spear is i think it? so it's an eight cost yellow is all i know i, I wish i remember the name i actually might have it right here one second i got a box of dragonic war bulk in my right beside me i think i could get it but yeah, I think that card is just, uh, I think that's what I would substitute, you know, because I mean, it virtually does the same thing 
except that you have to be specifically at three, you know, which as Chaos Dag, you don't. But Chaos Dag, you also have to have purple and yellow, you know? But yellow is also where you can play with your security. There's even decks that literally just pulse bomb for one revolving around you being at three. So, I mean, <laughs> exactly. I, I really like this conversation because this this is like what I love. And I think this is what a lot of our listeners kind of needed, especially our new players, is hearing how you're describing Death X, your matchups. And it's like something I stumbled upon. And it was really funny. When I played my Jelly Force deck, everybody's like, you know, I was like, oh, Death X, how am I going to get around this? I was like, technically, I could save my big body if I'm just able to have enough rookies. It was a cheaper way, like, but yeah. if I just had enough rookies <laughs> to give Death X something else to hit. Yeah, like, no, that's it. That's, that's it. Yeah, Death X, it's a pain. It's a it's a miserable card to go against. It, it really is. But if, oh, yeah, it's called Loken Addis Taco. Yes. It's, it's the a weird one. Yeah. It's the yeah, the, it's translates into spear or something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes for the postmon deck. But yeah, if you have three or more security cards, one of your opponent's Digimon gets t- minus twelve. If you have three or fewer, place one of your opponent's Digimon face down on the top of their security. So I I think that card's a good card. I run it in security control because once again, you know, you're it's controlling the board state, which is so detrimental in Digimon right now that it's unreal. Like, if you control the tempo and you make your opponent play your way, I don't see how you can lose. Well, that that's something I think it being, you know, still, I know we're almost 11 sets in, but it's still being a fairly young card game. It makes it hard because we don't have all the answers. Like, we're finding answers. I mean, like I said, the more, the more you play and the more, the better players you go up against, you're going to find out those niche methods or those, cool ideas you didn't think of like you said like even bringing up that eight cost option card you know like there's other ways like i think too many players just cry it's like Yu-Gi-Oh, digimon magic they're just like when something gets banned or limited they're like oh god no like earlier you were sitting there with crossheart you were you were looking at it you had it and you were still wanting to make it work and you yeah. were finding ways to make it work maybe not at a hundred percent you know it's not tier zero or anything by that mean but you were still making it playable. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, this, I think, and this has always been my mentality with this card game, I think that every deck that comes out can be good. I think it can be played. I think it can be fun. I think. Do I think you could take it to a locals and win a tournament? Yeah. Do I think you could take it to a regional and top with it? Probably not. But, like, every deck, you know, I think every deck is playable. It's just how you play, your mentality around it. And like you said in the beginning, you know, knowing your opponent's deck better than they do really serves a purpose. Uh, it 100%. Just, it really uh, especially in the mirror match, knowing your own deck. But um, I think one of my favorite things and just learning this, you know, you play Dragon Ball Super, I play Dragon Ball Super, and I've said this a thousand times. Bandai is usually uh, pretty good about you know, going back and giving support to older archetypes or um, nothing is ever useless. There's very few useless cards. Um, So I feel like Bandai does, you know, like you said, the spear, anything like that, like eventually it's going to be used at some point. Or like I said, as the Digimon community grows, we're going to add more 
players and a better player base that's going to open those avenues to be like, oh, well, I didn't think of that or I didn't think of this. And then that person's like, oh, well, yeah, that's a good card. You know, just drawing people from other experienced players from other card games. Like, I think it's good for the community as a whole. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, I think that Bandai... I hope that they don't do this the same way they did Dragon Ball Super. And I don't want to go on this terrible rant with Super because I think that the problem <laughs> that I had was that, you know, Bardock, for example, that's a great example. Yeah. Bardock is in like four different colors. There's four different color Bardocks, you know, and there's no way you could put all four together and make it work, right? But yeah. Bandai's already made a Gammon deck, for example. Gammon's one, two, three, four different colors yep. that you can put together and make the deck. And the deck is working based off of the four different colors. You know, you get the level fours that are blue and green and a red one. And then you have guys Gilmon or guys Gammon, the purple yep. that you want. You know, you want these cards on there and they all digivolve over a red Gammon, right? So I think Bandai is doing it correctly that way you know but i mean even now we got purple red imperial dramon and i wanted so badly to make blue green red purple imperial dramon just so i can just say look at this fighter, <laughs> a fighter mode over purple red you know dragon mode i don't think you're the only one because when i read that it just says you know yeah. and i'm like okay could i put green <laughs> could i yeah, put blue yeah. green and fighter I mean, mode 100 could uh, would it work out for you? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> uh, because it, it specifies blue-green specifically making yes. fighter mode good. But I mean, you know, and I, I just, they're two different archetypes, but I so badly wanted to make them work. But you got decks like Gammon that work out perfect together. You got the Aegisdramon deck that's, you know, two different colors. Uh, Examon, you know, the dual-colored decks, even tri-colored decks right now, I think are working synergy wise. I think it's, they're really good together. And I'm, and I'm loving that. And, you know, I think we can transition, you know, the tournament talk and congratulations to winning. And, uh, I actually mailed out your box today. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be getting that soon. I'll and, let you know uh, death X. Yeah, let me know. Maybe maybe my blessing has rubbed off on that box. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe, I even, hope so. <laughs> maybe even an altar. <laughs> hey, look, I already you saw the one I already run. I know. Uh, I have two regular arts and one altar, and I'm never getting rid of this altar because for whatever reason, it's like 120 bucks. I hey. listen. I sold mine. I was like, listen, <laughs> I'll just I'll just go pleb. I'll run my two normal ones. You're gone. Yeah. <laughs> I only flex the one altar if I'm running it as a one of. Any other time, I just sits there and I run two regular arts. I was like, I'm the world's worst about one alt art only in my deck, and then the rest of them just normal arts. Listen, <laughs> if if Haggy was here, he would feel your pain because he's that way. Like I'm weird. Um, I will run three normals and then one alt <laughs> if yeah. I run four. Yeah. And like I do it my game I'm on deck. Like the whole thing's like that, and everybody's like, oh, but um we were talking about Bandai and I think this is a good time to transition into our other talking point for tonight. And, um, that's, um, one piece. And, you know, that's the newest Bandai game. You know, it's kind of crazy to think Digimon started to boom. And then literally they made the one piece announcement and it's like, Hey, this is going to be a global launch. And it just launched this Friday or 
yeah, it was Friday. So, and there's done been, you know, tournaments and opening tournaments and all this stuff. And there's just a huge boom of surplus and hype around one piece right now. And like, do you, are we thinking, you know, cause we talked about it earlier and I feel strongly with you as well. I think this might put the nail in the coffin in Dragon Ball Super. Not Digimon, but definitely I think Dragon Ball Super is going to see a downhill turn considering One Piece uh, done seems to be following the price points. And Digimon prom- Digimon's cheap to get into, guys. One of the cheapest card games to get into. Dragon Ball Super is really expensive. Even a, a pleb deck, just a pub stomping deck, usually can run you like $100, $120. So um, I feel like that uh, One Piece, where do we think this is going to go in the next, we'll just say, by well okay they're releasing the dragon ball super digital card game so i mean where do we think one piece is going to be by you know july of this coming year oh i mean in my personal opinion i see it taking over uh dragon ball super completely i think super already as is i mean nationals just happened over the weekend you know and i'm pretty sure i think it was like 500 people, you know, I think that's what it was. Uh, I, it might be give or take, you know, around about. Yeah, and, it was, uh, it was somewhere around there. I watched a video from cross worlds. I'm pretty sure it was close to that. Yeah. And they just now did worlds. They had worlds last year, you know, uh, Andrew Duvall won that he won nationals again this year, going to worlds again. Um, I think the super, I think it's still going to be played. But I think it's going to be treated, you know, like decks, like games like Vanguard, right? Uh, yeah. Why Swartz? Um, it's a popular card game in certain areas, but as far as like consistently throughout the nation, right? I Super is just very location specific, you know? Um, For sure. Yeah. And I just don't see, like, if we go to a regional, a TCG con, right? Uh, that yeah. happens throughout the years. I would see the tables being packed out for Yu-Gi-Oh, packed out for Pokemon, of course. I'd see about three, 400 people for Digimon. And when I went to this past year, TCG Con, I saw like 100 people for Dragon Ball Super. And, you know, but My Hero just came out last year yep. for the TCG Con. I saw like 300 people over there for My Hero, you know, and they didn't even have an actual sit come out until this year. So it's one of those, like, you got certain, like, it's all about hype, I think. But I think after the hype dies down, I see One Piece being right there consistent. I don't think it's going to be taking over Digimon by no means. But I see it, people will be like, yeah, it's a cheaper version of Dragon Ball Super. I'll take that all day instead of dropping $400 for a competitive deck. Yep. Go well, and I think that was something like you said, Dragon Ball Super. All of a sudden, with COVID becoming so regional, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't like Yu Gi Oh that like, you know, Yu Gi Oh players spending four hundred fifty dollars on a deck is like, huh, <laughs> that's what that's nothing. Uh, but yeah, Dragon Ball Super. I think um, one. Well, I hope this is my if it stays to where just like with Digimon, the prices because Death X is probably the first really astounding jump I've seen in just a, a card to jump from, you know, the normal 40 to $50 range and 60 to 70 to all of a sudden over a hundred dollars. Yeah. Especially so. considering it's played as of, you know, like, you know, you have the ghost Omni ghost alpha, but they're never going to see play. 
No yeah. one's ever going to come to a tournament and slap a ghost Omni on your face. If they are, they're either really, really rich or just really, really <laughs> ignorant to the fact that that's over a thousand dollars. Yeah. Like, you know? since, uh, well, no. And I, I think like, you know, one piece, like I, I was shocked. I bought this starter deck from target and it's just $10 off the shelf. I left $12 taxes and all. And I was like, man, that's cheap. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, so on that on Amazon there are twenty bucks already. Already okay. Well, yeah, the hype train's real because, like I said, the sit just came out Friday, and I know my buddies. They already bought boxes each. You know, they went to the pre-releases all weekend long, and they're just like, "Oh man, I got this card. I need two more of it." And they look on TCG Player, and it, you know it's pre-release prices, right? But they're yes. like, "Oh god, this card's like a hundred dollars." And I was like, "Man, give it a week. It'll drop down to like fifty, forty dollars." You know. It's yep. it's it's and I don't see One Piece being regional as bad as no. Super was. You know, I see it being more broad. I see it being more localized. And you know, Tennessee, for example, I see it being played. You know, Knoxville is going to be playing One Piece, Chattanooga, Nashville. You know, I see these big cities with their card shops. I see them having you know One Piece consistently at least. Well, Corbin's already got. They're doing two knots of One Piece every week. Yeah, see? Yeah, and so, I mean, that's... And I just hate that it's going to take over, like, for example, Digimon slots, right? I And that's mm -hmm. the thing I'm combating with at our locals, is they're like, well, we'll play it on Saturday. I was like, cool. What Saturday? You already have Digimon. You already have Yu-Gi-Oh! You have, you know, the random Magic Commander players that never get enough about hating themselves and keep playing Commander. They're just, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Like you get, you get. Oh, it's just there. What, where, what time frame? Because they close at seven, you know. But we could stay because it's a mall. We could stay until the mall closes at ten. But you know, what time slot? Uh, it's just we couldn't find a time slot for my hero. So I don't see how they're going to find a time slot for One Piece. So, see, that 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 kind of sucks too because I feel like Corbin uh, was already kind of when I first got into Dragon Ball Super. They were done pretty big into it. They they definitely jump on the hype trains of card games. And I remember, you know, that was when I first played Dragon Ball Super was there. So I think people, that fan base that still played Dragon Ball Super, you know, in the shadows, mm -hmm. I think that, you know, they came out to the One Piece launch. And, yeah. uh, like, and it's Dragon Ball Super for like, it's simple right now. Uh, you know, we're not into quadruple strikers and anything like that yet. You know, it's like Rush. Or place one dawn, you know, it's it's still, you know, relatively simple to learn. And I don't know how complex it'll get, but like we talked about earlier, they don't even have an actual counter besides in one deck that really doesn't need the the counters, yeah. but you know, with yeah, Kaido. No, I, agree. I agree. Yeah, Kaido's busted. He shouldn't be good. As good as he is, he's too consistent. Uh it's just yeah. Which, like, you know, that's going to happen with early stages on. It's just like when Digimon launched, you know, uh, <clears throat> we had, you know, those powerful decks that seemed like they stayed around forever because that's all we had at the time. You know, that's, we were living in that span of, okay, this is what we have. This is what we're going to play. And you want a rookie rush. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I, I regret nothing. I rookie rush still to this day. I love it. <laughs> I champion rush my Gamma best friend. Puppet Mon, there you go. Yeah, we <laughs> actually Andrew's made a TikTok on Puppet Mon. Yeah. Uh, 
but you know, so, you know, Bandai and I think Bandai, this is, this is my thing. I think Bandai has noticed Dragon Ball Super. They have to, that's all these big wigs do is look at numbers and crunch numbers. And well, somebody there at their studio or their company looks at these numbers and I think they can see sales and regional sales and stuff. And online clients help a lot. And, you know, we talked about one piece and now I think this is a good time to go into the next one. And that is, um, Dragon Ball Super is releasing, um, you know, sometime we'll get to hear about it more in this coming year in 2023, the digital client. And, uh, for me personally, I thought this would be cool because I was thinking about it. Um, and you know, if you have Dragon Ball Super, we've done seen that they were working on a Digimon one, like the Dragon Ball Super original reveal. Um, when they showed that there was going to be an online client was almost a, almost two years ago is in like the middle of COVID about it. And now we've all said it, you know, they done announced Digimon. It'll surely come out. And I think that's going to help Digimon a ton. I think so. Yeah, I think it's, I think, you know, cause you know, most people played, you know, there's tabletop simulators and stuff like that that you can use to that, you know, it's the people that are in charge of it are actually pretty good about updating it based yes. off when new cards get released, they get translated. But I, I agree. I think a Digimon client internet base would actually help a lot as far as deck building goes, deck testing goes. Heck, I would play it if it came out. But uh, I think they came out too late for Super. I think at this point, building a client for Super is just a huge waste. Yes. Uh, just funds and time and money. And I think that if they were, if they see it, they would go ahead and be in the works for one piece as well. Um, because I think that client would just, like I said, I think it would save everybody a lot of time and money just to go ahead and push these out. But like, I don't like online clients as much like Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that because one, it's glitchy. It's, it's, it can just, fail miserably you know the card won't come up can't find the card you want because it's not in the database yet and so forth so i think it's great that they had it for super but i kind of think they just did it too late in the game oh no i mean i agree um that you know i don't think it's going to save dragon ball super but i'm really glad because hopefully they're not totally ignorant or just plain out stupid and be like, oh, well, the, you know, the <laughs> Dragon Ball Super Client didn't do well. Um, you know, we're not going to do Digimon. But I always think, I always think online clients open a door. And I never, I never will forget when I talked to another group of my buddies uh, when Hearthstone came out. And I was like, oh, I don't like Hearthstone. It's just like, I like the feel of real cardboard in, in between my fingers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, but Hearthstone, like, just, kept growing, kept doing good, just kept, you know, just succeeding. And, you know, Pokemon's another one, you know, like until when I was younger, you know, I'd just go play Pokemon, you know. Uh, then I had kids and I was like, wait, what? PTCGO is not, not that bad. <laughs> you know, I can sit on my couch and play. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. And I hope that Digimon does that, like how they do with Pokemon. Like when you buy a box of or single packs of Pokemon, you know, they give you the barcode card so it can go into your database, you know? Yes. I think if they did something like that, similar to what Pokemon does, I could see that 
really, really mattering. Because like Super, a few years ago, I'd say a few, it was like, God, five years ago, six years yeah. ago, they did this thing where it was like you, they did, you got points for winning tournaments. Every time you went to an event, you logged into the little Super app, they gave you a point. And then if you won the tournament, you got five. You lost the tournament, or you got second, you got three, right? And at the end of the season, you know, if you had all these points, you got put onto like this national bracket for ranked super players, right? Yep. And I thought that was so neat until you realized and super realized, I'm sure Bandai caught on real quick, that, you know, people aren't honest. <laughs> they could just go to the store and be like, hey, nobody shows up for super anymore. Can I just have all 100 of those? and mm. put it in right so yeah. now they're ranked like in the top 100 in the nation and you know their locals are like themselves so, <laughs> just, just me. so i remember when they did that and then they never did it again i think it lasted a few months and then they were just yeah that was our bad that was a dumb idea sorry about it and then they just went on their day but uh, i i think the client thing would be great if they there's just so many opportunities that i think bandai could just go wild with like 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 i referenced the pokemon thing every pack having those barcodes to where you can download it onto your client so not only does that give you the new cards but it it keeps track of like hey yeah this game is still thriving people are still buying they're still invested in it you know and that's something like so you you guys remember the first several sets I, gosh it, you know we had the set list in uh -huh. the back you know the memory gauges that came in pretty much every pack of cards like i've got a bajillion of them that i finally just started throwing away uh i was keeping them to give them out to people and then you know of course they made cooler memory gauges but um that they've already you know to me that was i said it in one of my first ever box openings was like you know this is a good sign i was like they're done doing this all they have to do is add a code onto this exactly yeah and then boom, we're ready yeah. to go. Yep, put it right on the back instead of having the rulings and stuff yes. like that. The game's been long enough now to where you can just simply just look up all the rulings and all the functions of how the game works to where you can just get away with it. Put a piece of barcode. Or, hell, waste more trees on the earth. Put an extra piece back there with a barcode on it. <laughs> I'll, I'll still buy it. <laughs> Listen, I'm done buying shiny cardboard. Like, you know, it's crack. So you don't have to convince me. Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not gonna make my addiction any less addictive. You're not swaying <laughs> me. You already have my paycheck. Let's go. Uh, the game is called Digital Monsters. Like, where's the digital cards? Yeah, well, that's it. That's perfectly it, true. It's funny because, like, you know, the original test app, you know, like to teach you the tutorial app. Mm -hmm. Pretty solid. Like the music was a little bit. <laughs> music was a little bit annoying, but you know, just the interactions, the DP reductions. <laughs> They've done they done had the premise. It doesn't exactly. look cool. It felt good when you struck an opponent at I you know, watching more Greymon smack into somebody and just seeing the claw. They done have it. They hmm. they just need to do it. I, I couldn't agree more. And plus, like I said, it wouldn't it be neat, like how uh cardboard was saying, like it's a digital, it's digital monsters, right? What if you get the barcode, you get like a random digital egg? right um, and the more that you use that client you know the more the egg could evolve you know see what rookie you got you know you could get whatever the series that comes out with the barcodes 
you get the rookies that are like primarily out of there, right? Or that could be your avatar. Like, you know, like you could play off, you make your character and then you get a little rookie and like, you'd be like, oh, well now I'm going to try to find this. This is way out there. My brain, my ADD just ran wild. You could find a special pack that's got a special egg. So you could have a cool rookie in the so client. You could get the random virus egg and be like Willy Wonk in the chocolate factory. You get yes. the random infected egg, you know, get Diabormon. <laughs> oh, okay. So. Well, so what, you know, I've played Pokemon online for a long time. You know, of course, the new client release, and there was a bunch of, like you said, like online clients have always been played with just, just horrible bugs or just bugs that aren't bad but they're annoying enough to make you not want to play and they all have them. But Pokemon, you know, you played the original uh, PTCGO, like when you did your big move, the water would come down or the rocks or the meteorites or the psychic beam or the flames. It felt good. Like you could feel it like, Oh, I'm doing damage, doing massive damage. And the new client didn't have that. Yeah. So like that was something that, you know, I wanted them to add super badly. So going in, you know, magic's done it. Hearthstone's done it. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh has done it. We know it'll have microtrans, or I feel like it'll definitely have microtransactions. Um, I hope not. Oh man, I, I think not. this is my thing. Like I would love them to have the code cards, but mm-hmm. I think we'll have a microtransaction system. I don't want it to be like MTGO. I felt like that was a little bit too much for me. I would prefer it to be a Hearthstone based, where it's like, okay, I buy these cards. Ooh, I pulled a very good super rare that I do not play. Or, you know, you pull a secret you do not play. Um, these are just, you know, wants that I would love to have. I can break it down for dust to make a secret rare that I want. Or it's oh, like, yeah, you know, like a master duel kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that'd be cool. I, I, I hope they don't do microtransactions because, like I said, I invest way too much money as it is. Um, I don't want more money wasted, <laughs> but uh, I say wasted. I I'm, I enjoy it, but um, but yeah, I could see. I think you're right. I could see that being a thing. Yu-Gi-Oh unfortunately started doing it, you know, Master mm-hmm. Duel and stuff like that. Wizards has always been like, "Hey, give me your money." <laughs> Since yeah. it came out in the '90s, they've never not. They they literally could reprint a lot of these cards that are worth thousands and thousands of dollars and they won't simply for the fact that people pay thousands of dollars for these cards that they're never going to use. Oh, it's like a stock market. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are banned. (laughs) So, and they're still worth like 10 K, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, wizards is all wizards is the world's worst about, Hey, give me your money. Wait, what (laughs) do you mean? We released the 30th uh, anniversary set that has reprints that are worthless. Yeah, I, I literally is illegal in Commander. You got to reprint. <laughs> That's illegal. <laughs> like you can't even use it. So yeah, thanks Wizards. You're the best. <laughs> oh, uh, well, yeah. That's something you know. Or we'll, we could maybe even hopefully just be like Pokemon and like you know you play to get just the currency. You can't spend physical money, so it's not pay to win. So you don't have whales out there. And like the only thing you can actually buy as like cosmetics i mean i think that's you know would be a good approach like buying a rookie or changing the landscape things like that just cosmetic i'm okay with that's probably one of my favorite microtransactions 
um, is where, um, shoot, what's it called? Uh, it's a League of Legends like a uh, chess auto chess game. What's it called? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but I yeah, don't but play it. it's just it's just cosmetics. See, yeah. I'm I'm a cosmetic whore. Like you you it's sell me a skin, game. I'm there. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Fortnite did that to everybody, so I guess <laughs> <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> so in an online client, what would you guys like want to see from it? Like what what's some like wants you would want in a Digimon client? Cause I feel like tabletop simulator does the cool things. Like you can even hold a tournament in tabletop simulator. Like, you know, you can have four boards in there at one time. You can have, you know, up to, you know, uh, eight people going at it in one room. And I think that's pretty that's cool. One thing I think would be the best part for the client is being able to have host tournaments like that. You know, like Mastodon, you can host tournaments with your buddies, mm-hmm. like 16 people, 32 people sitting in a lobby together, just playing it, you know, going to see who's the best. And the one thing I don't want to see is it be a money pit. I don't want it to be play to win, like pay to win. I don't mm-hmm. want that at all. I want you to, the only way you can win is if you work for it, you know, because I mean, throwing money at a card game online, it's like any game really throwing money just to make it to where you have a better time. I kind of frown at that. I don't really like it. Cardboard, what about you? What's something you would, you know, hope for the client, but, you know, what is something you want them to stay away from? Stay away from? Mm-hmm. I think microtransactions as a whole, we can vote yeah. on that. We would rather not, you know, be able to dump, like, you know, your whole paycheck to just, you know. Play online and not be able yeah. to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I complete. I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, I hate microtransactions. <laughs> like I said, I'm cool with cosmetics. I think cosmetics are cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like we said in the beginning, it would be so neat to have an egg. You get to make your own tamer. You know, like I'm saying, like you create your own tamer, yep. right? And then you just get a random egg based off all the rookie levels, you know? And then it just like the more you play, the more your egg evolves, and then it cracks into whatever uh, digi egg it is, and then it turns into your rookie, and then you get your you know the more you play, you can go all the way up. To yes. Mega. Oh, or how well you do, or like you know you couldn't have like just a, hor- yeah. a horrible poke or a horrible Digimon, but you know like that would be neat. Like you could get like champion. Listen, I know they haven't like you know we know. Uh, it's in the works slightly because, you know, they had the little leak of, you know, like it was, you know, just two little screenshots of the game. And I'm just total speculation. If they're making one for Dragon Ball Super, I think Bandai would just totally be shit in the bed if they didn't have one for Digimon and One Piece in the making. Exactly. Yeah. Or even coming out, Digimon especially. Yeah. And if they are working on it, hey, Bandai, you're welcome for the advice. <laughs> Bandai, if you ever listen, hey, we predicted Crossheart's death. Sorry, but we we predicted it like almost two, three weeks in advance. Yeah, we saw that shit coming. Be less obvious. It's like you know, I hopefully, hopefully it will. Hopefully it'll be a good client. And um, yeah, I don't see I'm it excited. being bad. I don't see it being bad because, like, hell, Master Duel, Master Duel. I don't think it's great, but hell, it's addictive. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I, I don't even play Yu-Gi-Oh. Decks, you know, 
So one of the interesting things about Master Duel that I saw was they're doing tournaments for Master Duel since it's got a separate band yes. list. Yeah, yep. yeah, they are. It's and gonna be I cool to open it up too. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I think that's super neat. Man, I don't know. Like, I'm just excited for the future of Digimon. Like, I don't know. It's like having an early Christmas, just seeing all this stuff and being able to speculate where we're going to go in Bandai as a company. You know, hopefully they'll, you know, just mold this. Like I said, like Dragon Ball Super was a, I, like I said, I'm playing in a tournament this week. I'm, I still love the game. Like I love Dragon Ball. I love, and I think that's what helps them is Dragon Ball Super or Dragon Ball. Everyone at a certain age knows that. Even like younger kids are like, granted it's through Fortnite, but even my nephews are like, oh my, you, you watch this Uncle Mikey? I'm like, dude, look, listen, let's sit down. Let me show you some movies. Yeah. Let me let you watch Dragon Ball, all right? You open up your VHS cabinet, and it's yeah. a whole decorative Majin Buu saga all the Yes! Yes! Datara, uh, not Datara, Diabora, or yes. uh, whatever his name, shooting the, the spit in the concrete. <laughs> yes! I still have all those. Like, they're yeah. literally out here in my garage on the wall. Yes, same. That was the old days, man. That was the stuff. They took time into that series. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why it helps Bandai's card games is Digimon yet again has a lot of lore, and I think they put a lot of that into the card games, like Zenkai Boost being added to Super, mm -hmm. Digimon like having little like nods to the anime or the manga and all this. And One Piece, we didn't know. There's like some diehard One Piece fans yeah, all over the world. Unfortunately, it's been going on forever, and it's never going to end. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, if that gives us any hope, um, like Bandai doesn't seem like. You know, premium Bandai even, like, no, they haven't made the most glorious products, but there's some really nice Dragon Ball Super products. Like, the anniversary boxes are very nice. I always buy an anniversary box, even when yep. I wasn't playing. They're just neat storage boxes. They're cool art pieces. You get cool sleeves. Everybody, every card game player loves sleeves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Sleeves. Mega, what do you think about the Prismatic Defenders? Um, I, I love them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... I'm on a team called Team Demon Lords, uh, and I ordered the little demo set off the website, you know, when you were posting yeah. on TikTok Live, and I split it out amongst, you know, four of us, and I split out all the sleeves and stuff, and we all tried them out, and man, uh, we got half of the guys on our team is like, all right, what's the website? And they went in and ordered them. Uh, I think the quality of the sleeves good. Uh, I think most of us are really like, hell yeah. That that uh perfect fit that sold us right there, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's neat. I have no complaints. I had never double sleeved any of my decks before this, but I really like the feel of it being double sleeved. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm uh, I unfortunately have double sleeved a lot of my decks because some of those cards get crazy at first, and like especially if it's running the meta for so long. And that's like a complaint that I've had, like we talked about earlier, like, you know, the prices of Digimon really is based off what the meta is. And I think when the sits have long spaces, you know, that controls the pricing of the market because everybody wants the meta. They're meta chasers most of the time, you know, which isn't bad. I am, you know, I want to I don't want to lose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah, protect, so, the, protect your investment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But those sleeves, though. Man, I thank you for your TikTok live video about them because I love them. I even bought uh, a couple of the, now my 
sorry, Prismatic Defender, if you hear me, but well, you probably will. Uh, the only one that I felt because it was just questionable was the Oracle. They're just straight rainbow inners, mm-hmm. and it made it like super. Which it's my lighting. I'm pretty sure in person tournaments wouldn't be that bad, you know, under straight LED lights. But it was super hard to see because it just made it so much. There was so much holographic. <laughs> no, like, we had the same issue. Uh, we actually put it on the back. Uh, we turned it around and just used the perfect fit and had the sheen on the back, you know. Oh. And uh, still, even about the sheen being a little too strong on it, I just, the quality of the perfect fit, because like I stuck my fingers in them. Yep. And like kind of like stretched it out just to see like how durable it was. It's durable sleeves, like they're good sleeves, good quality. I've been shuffling this deck because I just got the normal obsidian, like there's no hollow on them. Mm-hmm. And I love the way they shuffle. I like the smoothness of them and everything. So I'm excited and I can't wait to I got my haven't got to play it, but I've got my red imperial, my virus imperial deck ready to go here. Um yeah. Ready to play hey, it. Hey, Prismatic, if you guys are listening, if you want to sponsor a team, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I guarantee it. they would. Yeah, yeah we're just in Digimon. Yeah, I'll plug us real quick. We need a, we will take a sponsor all day. These <laughs> card shops be very scarce on their money to help us out. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, look, uh, listen, this is okay. Go ahead and plug your team, the whole nine yards, name off your crew. Do they have any like social media, whatever you want to do? You got the yeah, floor. Yeah, so the main social media we have is Keith Fuller. He goes by Kang Petty. He's on TikTok and Twitch and YouTube. Uh, if you ever looked him up on YouTube, uh, you'll see several of us on there. Deck profiles like from the regional and Nashville. Several of us topped uh, in there. Um, it's 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 cool, man. So he's pretty much the only one that does uh, social media as far as like streaming and all that stuff goes and everything like that. But yeah, um, we're just, like I said, we're called Team Demon Lords. We're mostly based out of Chattanooga, Dalton area, you know. Um, but our locals were battlegrounds in Dalton, Georgia. That's where majority of us, you'll always see us playing down on Sundays. Uh, we usually have like a 20 plus local every Sunday. Uh, super cool. Great area. A lot of really strong players. They're such good players that play there. Um, and then we play up here in Cleveland and Knoxville, of course, you know, CM games being the powerhouse that it is. And then uh, our locals in Cleveland's called Dicehead Comics and Games. Uh, we yeah. play every Saturday. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the Team Demon Lords, if you look King Petty up, you'll see a bunch of videos about us, about yeah. us, most of our players. I'll have uh, the King Petty linked in the description. Hey, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure he'd, he'd appreciate all the love and support, too. But uh, hopefully uh, when this national season goes, I think all of us have our invite to go, I think, except for like four of us. I think it's four or five of us don't have our invite, but they're going for the qualifiers the day before, you know, to hopefully get in at the last minute. And even if they don't, you they still have all these big events, win mats, win boxes, you know. So we're hoping to get down there and, you know, represent and hopefully at least half of us come out positive and even if we don't, you know, it's still fun to show up, get our name around there, get people liking us and stuff. Heck yeah. 
But no, yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me uh, do the shout outs on those. I'm sure the guys will appreciate it. Uh, Chris Manic, you know, you're listening. <laughs> we would love it if you give us one of those iron-on patches to put on our team shirt. Oh, you know? yeah, because, yeah, the, I didn't know you was part of a team until uh, CM and, well, sorry, Corbin Toys and Games. <laughs> uh, they uh, they posted their pictures, and I was like, hey, I was like, there's there's Mega Sweaty. I was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's a, I just, well, here, the whole story behind this, okay, I don't like being on teams. I'm going to be honest. I never have. I try to avoid it like the plague. But uh, the guys that are like the captains of our team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've known Tracy for, God, 10 years. And Shaq, I just recently met a couple of years ago. You know, we became really good acquaintances and stuff like that. One day, Tracy was just at my house, and we were all hanging out, chilling and stuff like that. And he went, oh, yeah, hey, I forgot to tell you. You're on, uh, you're on a Digimon team. I went, what? No, I'm not. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you are. I signed you up. You're in. I, was like, I don't want to. And he's like, that's too late. I already got you a shirt. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I guess I'm on it. Thank you. And I was like, when did this happen? He's like, like four months ago. <laughs> you were done. You were done, like bought and paid for before you even knew it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know it was happening. Right. And so like, cause I don't really, I don't have like Facebook or any social media or none of that jazz, you know, and stuff like that. I mostly stick with, um, I kind of just stick to my phone number. You know, if I know you, you kind of get my phone number. If I don't know you, you know, if you see me in person, kind of stuff like that. But uh, the team is just strictly Facebook messenger, how we communicate. We have a discord where we, you know, play and meet up and make plans to travel and stuff together. But they were like, I apparently was a part of that for a while. And I had no clue about it. I didn't even have a Facebook. <laughs> so I was like, oh, when is this happening? You know? And so it's, it's a funny story of how it happened. And I still, to this day, try to get kicked off the team. Um, and they just won't let me leave. And uh, I think he does it because he knows I don't want to be there. But, uh, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I like them. I, I like all the guys we play with. We've all known each other. Most of us were Yu-Gi-Oh players back in the day, playing around with each other. Uh, it's just they're all so talented, though. I can't stress that enough. I I'm probably one of the worst players we have on the team, and I'll say that confidently. Like, there's so many good players on our team. It is wild. Like, very good players. They're just super smart. Like the cards. Like how we talked about card ideas and. Just, uh, I know I'm rambling about them and stuff like that. I like, feel like I'm stroking their ego, but it's just, it's the truth. Like, cars that I would be like, no, that's trash. I wouldn't play that card. They could just make a deck out of it and just prove me wrong that day. You know, it's just uh, Sam and Cameron, the guys I recommended to judge, they're, they're like the encyclopedias for cars. They could tell you stuff that came out in like 2019 when the game first started, like quoted for text, card number and all. They're, uh, they're just they're they're really good. They're a part of the team also, and they're just such talented players. You got a lot of videos on here. I'm just scrolling to YouTube, and I'm like, dang! I was like, this is where y'all been? I you know when I was when I was searching for Digimon content, I needed some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of us. So yeah, we got a. You'll see Jesse Lackey on there for a long time because he like at locals. He would always get first place at locals. And yeah, I see that. And so at the at the beginning of it, you know, Keith was like, and then towards the end, it was just one of those like, 
we had, I wanted, I was so invested in making Lackey continuously win just because I just thought it was hilarious that he kept getting first place at every single local. And he was only playing Nasty Mon. Y'all Nothing know I else. say that. It's funny. <laughs> Two peak, three peak, undefeated champion. Yeah. I love that yeah. picture. Yeah. And then he finally lost. And, and everybody, so we do this thing like money in the bank, where it's like, if you win, you get to take on the champion, the undisputed champion, right? And if you win, you become the undisputed champion. Like, it's just stuff like that where everybody just tries so hard to make the other person keep their stuff like 100%. It's, uh, it's, they're all, they're really good. I can't stress that enough how talented those guys are. Uh, it's, it's fun though. But no, yeah, it's, they got some good content. Keep the, he has some good deck profiles from like the regional in Kansas City. He has several people that topped up there. I know, um, uh, what's his name? Kami. I can't even think of his name. He has a YouTube channel too, Card Card Kami or something like that. I feel like a jerk not remembering his name, but he's also on there. He played Security Control. The guy that won has his interview on there. But um, yeah, we're just we're we hopefully you know can get bigger, but we're not trying to get bigger. We're just trying to get better and win. You know. That's really all we, we try for is just to get better at the game. Well, according to these videos, you guys do some winning. <laughs> <laughs> some of us do, yeah. Um, Jesse Lackey predominantly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of annoyingly wins a lot. And uh, when I say annoyingly, it's good because it makes everybody try harder. And Keith himself, Keith is no joke either. Him and his brother Ken, they're both super, super good at the game. Like I said. I'm probably one of the worst players we got. Uh, I can't. I can't reiterate that enough. That, I'm bad at the game. That's, <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> that that's scary. If you're one, if you're one of the worst on the team, I if I seen you guys rolling up now, I'd probably be a little bit nervous. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, <laughs> I get lucky. That's my thing. Is um, like I said before, I don't really touch the game at all, except for like the day we're starting to play. And these guys, that they eat sleeping. They're constantly on the main Digimon TCG Discord playing people from different countries, you know. They're playtesting nonstop every night for hours at a time, you know. Just every day playtesting. Like we talked about in the podcast, knowing your opponent's deck better than you do, that's how you win games. So just yes. that constant striving to do that is just why they're such talented players. Knowing your matchups, like in playtesting, we mentioned that the last episode. Playtesting is important. You can't, you can't just watch the tier one Mario Gaming World video or uh, Aether or whoever and go expect to win. You might if it's you know really good, you know, almost dummy proof. But yeah, you definitely got to playtest a lot. Yeah, see, I, I, I should take my own advice as far as that goes because I'm one of those kids that <laughs> I'm the world's worst about thinking like, oh hey. I just feel like playing this today. So let me put it back together. Like I played Crossheart for the first time since the ban list hit today against, you know, Aaron before this started. And I hadn't touched that deck in forever. And I was like, oh yeah, I probably should just, I should have played test before this. I should have practiced. This is That's not fun for me. <clears throat> playing Tyranimon. Yeah. See, you're one of the committed people. I respect that. Listen, Tyrant. Hey, I mean, it works. Like, I think that's why I'm always scared to pick up Gamma Mon because I'm like, I have it sitting here. 
and I just added a uh, Dorbrick Mon to it. So you needed to. Dorbrick's good in that deck. Yeah, I want to see how it works. So I'm off the next three days. So if anybody wants to play <laughs> to play test, I'm down. <laughs> hey man, I, I am actually off for the next two days as well. So I'm down to play test. Heck uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So usually the days I'll play, you know, I'll play on Monday nights most of the time because I'm off Tuesday, Wednesday. So uh, Mondays are usually the day that I, I play. So, um, but I'm down for it. But Gammon's scary, man. He uh, He's one of the decks that I said, you know, that it doesn't take a lot to win with because he's so versatile, you know. And if you're caught slacking and Gammon just opens up clutch, he'll win. They'll just break all your shields for like 15 15k with guys Skiamon or guys mm-hmm. Gamamon, you know? And it's just, uh, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Red I decks, baby. It, I <laughs> well, I, I thank you for being on the podcast, Mega. It's awesome to have you here. And it's, you know, congratulations on your win, your uh, boxes in the mail. And like I said, you'll have to tell us your pulls. Oh, yeah, See. I'll take pictures of it and show you guys. Definitely will. If I pull a Death X, you know, thank you in advance. <laughs> I don't <laughs> pull one. Thank you still for the box, but give me another one with a Death X next time, preferably. <laughs> hey, we, hey, we've still got it. We've still got another box up for grabs. Like I said, got random promos laying around and everything. So uh, I don't know how often we'll hold the Discord tournaments. Like, you know, everyone's free to play and hop into the Cataclysmic Cardboard Discord server. And, you know, we got rooms for almost everything. Um, Dragon Ball Super sadly did. But <laughs> uh, Magic, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh!, which most of them play Master Duel. But, um, yeah, so we've got rooms for Digimon, Pokemon, everything. Yep. So, yeah. Make one for One Piece, too. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go in there and edit that, which I'm the only one right now with a dick. Hey, look, uh, I, I will say this again. Anybody wants to buy those from me, they're up for grabs. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going up. Even the normal ones are going up. So you might want to go buy one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think the hype train is coming out. Like every new card game, the hype is real. Uh, but I think this hype is justified. I think it's yep. it's the right anime. It's the right style. It's not complicated to pick up right off the bat. Um, it's very straight forward it's what the card says is what the card does and i think uh you gain from that you know the artwork on a lot of the cards like and they've done they've done started the alt arts and the full art so i mean have you seen any of them out yet because i pulled some and i was like holy cow they're they're nice they're very beautiful cards it's so beautiful and i just Bandai just doesn't make ugly cards. I promise, guys. If you if you want a TCG to hop into or just collect, I'm pretty sure unless Bandai just drops the ball with whatever they do next, they just make pretty card games. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Bandai has never lacked when it comes to the card game style. Uh, especially the colors, the schemes, just the artwork itself. It's like bringing the the comic book, like the mangas or the the animes to life, you know, like the movies. I wanted to bring that up too before uh, we ended up changing subject and I forgot about it. Like Bandai's super good about when the new movies drop, they make promo cards for it. They make yes. sense for it. So imagine when the new Digimon world comes out, 
Oh. They're going to have some promo cards based off that. I, I just, I can't wait. Man, I'm hyped. All right, first One Piece tournament uh, coming January. <laughs> in, the, in the Cataclysmic Cardboard Discord server. There we go. I'll be rooting for you guys from afar, from a long <laughs> far. <laughs> I'm ready to play. But yeah, I think that's it for us. And like yep, I said... Man. And Tony's not here. Uh, we should have clipped him at some point. You're going to have to splice his. I know. I'll get him to record a basic one. That way, I've got it for. I've got mine for the beginning and Jordan's little snippet. Yeah. And you, you, if we get sponsored by Prismatic Defenders, you can make the snippet for it. Because oh, I nice. toss that in every episode. Nice. Uh, thank you all for listening. This has been. This episode, episode, eight. episode eight of the Security Check Digimon TCG podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time.